Well, praise God. Praise God. I want to start with a, uh, a quote from E.M. Bounds. Uh, if any of you don't know who E.M. Bounds is, I really encourage you to read his books on prayer. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal um, books on prayer. But E.M. Bounds made this great statement. Men are, are God's method. The church is looking for better methods. God is looking for better men. And may I add with that, men and women uh, to be servants of his. Um, I want to speak very honestly today. Um, this past year um, has just been extremely difficult for me for personally and emotionally with the church and in every way imaginable. And I, I'm not saying this to ask for pity, to ask for prayer, or ask for anything, nor do I do this with a false sense of, of humility. It's just, it's just been that. And the reason I make that point is because devotions such as this, this prayer meeting, preaching, all bring me back to a central truth and that I need greater boldness for God. Um, and it's not a boldness that is derived in and of myself. I want to make that point. There isn't some inherent nature within me that says, oh boy, I'm super duper bold. Uh, but it is a boldness that comes from the Holy Ghost. I need to be a better man, as the unbound says. I need to be a better man for Christ. And I want to speak today on Holy Ghost boldness in its relation to prayer. And to do so, I'm going to do like a real high-level flyover of Acts chapter 4. Now, I know that Acts chapter 4 has been something that we've talked about a great deal on this prayer call. Others have done devotions on Acts chapter 4. But uh, there were a few things that spoke to my heart is God has been deeply, deeply, deeply challenging me about authenticity about my own authenticity. Do I do what I do because I know what I do? Or do I do what I do because I love God? That's the challenge the Lord has been putting before me. So I want to start with a verse that's a, a favorite of mine in Acts chapter 4, if you turn there. And it's Acts chapter 4, 13. And you're going to recognize all these verses. Acts 4, 13. And it reads, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned, ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them, that they had been with Jesus. I love this verse, a personal favorite of my verse, primarily for those two phrases, that they were unlearned and ignorant men. And I say, praise God, there are others in the kingdom I relate with. Uh, because I see myself in that category. But I want to call your attention in particular to the word boldness, right? Where did they observe the boldness of Peter and John? And, and we know from the text, it was after they were summoned, after they were called before the Sanhedrin. And the Greek uses this word boldness. It means confidence. It means a bold resolve something that leaves a witness and deserves to be remembered, which I thought is an interesting thing. In verses 8 and 12, we learn that this boldness comes from the Holy Spirit. It's a boldness that comes from surrendering, surrendering yourself to the will of the Holy Spirit. 
and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 8 of chapter 4. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people, elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of a good deed done to the, to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known to you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Look at the boldness in his statement. We see that the origin of the boldness is that he's filled with the Holy Ghost. But notice some of his statements. Be it known to you. And all the people of Israel, this was a name that nobody wanted to hear. But Peter comes out swinging and says, I want you to know specifically how this has happened. Be it known to you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and notice this, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. Prior to Pentecost, Peter was afraid of a servant girl. After Pentecost, Peter takes on the Sanhedrin, and he will take on Caesar himself. Holy Ghost boldness does not come from our own initiative or our own courage. That's not where it comes, but Holy Ghost boldness comes from the Spirit himself, and that through prayer. Holy Ghost boldness is born in prayer, and prayer is born in the heart of the person. Failure to worship God in prayer will result in a lack of Holy Ghost power. How did Peter go from being afraid of a servant girl to boldly proclaiming the gospel before the very people who crucified Christ? And we see its origins are on the spirit falling on the day of Pentecost. If you go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 42, you don't have to turn there. It reads, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and what? And in prayer. The continuity of the disciplines, you can't have one and not have the other. You have to have them all. We as believers have to continue in the apostles' teaching. We as believers have to continue in the fellowship in the body of Christ. We as believers have to continue in the breaking of bread and the remembrances. And we as believers have to continue in prayer. They continue to do this. So what was the result of this boldness? Well, the first thing, unbelievers were amazed by these untrained, uneducated men. Acts 4.13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived, they came to the knowledge that they were unlearned, ignorant men. These were fishermen. It doesn't mean that they were illiterate men. It means that they were uneducated and untrained in the things of God. Here we have a bunch of fishermen speaking with authority and with power. And it says they marveled, and that word literally is translated, they were astonished, they were amazed at the wisdom with which they speak. Verse 14 there reminds us they had no response to the declarations of Peter. They couldn't rebut him. They couldn't answer him. Boldness for Christ, boldness for the gospel 
is not contingent upon education or intellect, but rather the result of a praying believer. Stephen opened this saying, it could be very intimidating for people who don't like to pray in person because they feel that they're not as articulate uh, as someone else who may pray on the call. Put that aside. If you could pray before the Lord God who knows the secret thoughts and the intents of all people, you can pray before God. Notice the second thing, that they did not bow to the culture or fear man. Look at verses 18 and 20 of Acts 4. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the, in the name of Jesus. Look, this is their response. They couldn't answer them. So they said, okay, don't teach anymore in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, and they said it boldly, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than God, judge ye. For we cannot speak the things which we have seen and heard. Their boldness, this Holy Ghost boldness, produced courage. And they knew, they knew they were before the same cast of people that crucified and brutalized Christ. And yet they did not shrink in fear. That's confidence that comes from the Holy Spirit. What was the result of their testimony? Notice that upon their release, after having a spiritual victory, they immediately returned to the church. And what did they ask for? Look at verse 29 of Acts chapter 4. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. It's interesting. They did not win a victory and then go on a speaking tour about how God delivered them and developed a three-step or a five-point process based on their experience, like so many do today. They sought the Lord. They believed the Lord. They begged the Lord that God would grant them boldness to continue, to continue with the proclamation of the gospel. Church, we need to do the same thing. Our victories are momentary. But God, listen to me, God is still making and writing history through you and me. What will the record say about us? Will our record contain one or two incidents of whereby we trusted God? Or will our record reveal mighty exploits of faith whereby we, with Holy Ghost boldness, trusted God? And how we, by faith, subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in the fight, and turned to flight the armies of aliens, as the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 11. What was their result as to their request for boldness? And I want us to see this. Look at verse 31. And when they had prayed, you guys all know this. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken and they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke, they spake the word of God with boldness in verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and great grace was upon them. What did the members of the Sanhedrin warn them? Do not preach any more about this Jesus. Do not preach any more about the resurrection from the dead. What did they do after they were filled with the Holy Spirit? Great power gave the apostles witness to what? To the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon him. It was the great power that we all desire, the great witness, the great boldness for the glory of God. So I just want to share something in conclusion. We come here six days a week specifically to pray for the church, to pray for us, that God would send from heaven spiritual revival and awakening. Several months ago, our our brother Curtis Knapp said something on this prayer call that profoundly, profoundly impacted me. He reminded us, he said, let's not make prayer a means to an end. We don't pray and use the vehicle of prayer simply to get what we want. Prayer is worship. Prayer fills the throne room of God with the incense of the saints. Prayer seeks to accomplish God's will, God's way, and bring about God's righteousness. And listen, and not our will, our way, no matter how noble we may think the task is. It is through prayer that God unleashes his power to move and grant us boldness. Godly, spirit-filled prayer provides us with spiritual potency and that supernatural ability to accomplish God's work. Now listen, we must not stop praying together as a group. We must not stop praying in our prayer closets. We must not uh, stop praying corporately in our churches. We must pray without ceasing Every opportunity we get, if we ever will realize the fullness of God's spirit and have Holy Ghost boldness. When we have that spiritual potency, it is then that God will grant thy servants to speak thy word with all boldness. Peter and John and the rest of the biblical cast were men and women no different from us. Yet they believed God. They believed God in prayer. They believed God by faith. They believed God indeed, and that belief was revealed in Holy Ghost boldness. May we be such men and women. My prayer for us is, dear Lord, grant us. Grant this united prayer group gathering that we may be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak thy word with all boldness. Amen.